everybody. I'm Dr. Roseanne Kana-Hodge. For those of you that don't know me, I am on a mission to change the way we view and treat children's mental health, showing parents, teachers, and organizations that it's going to be okay when we use science-backed natural solutions that calm the brain because that is what creates happy families and we need a whole lot more of that. We're going to dive into OCD versus anxiety and I specialize in OCD because many of the cases I work with in person and virtually are people that really have intense layered complex mental health issues. And that's kind of the norm in the world. I was on the phone with an integrative psychologist today, a psychiatrist, excuse me, and we both were having the conversation that 30 years ago, 20 years ago, our cases could be more straightforward. But kids are in crisis, families are in crisis, and the issues just aren't that simple. I'm doing this because so many people feel very overwhelmed. They feel like there's not a solution. And I want to say this so that I don't forget that you can go to www.drrosanne.com forward slash group and you can join our Facebook group because we're going to be moving these conversations into a private Facebook group. So this is the last chance to catch this uh, public and all you have to do is join our free Facebook group. So please do that. And, you know, we're doing that so people have an opportunity to ask questions and to be there. So let's go into what is OCD versus anxiety. But before we do that, we have to really talk about what's stress and what's anxiety. Because I think people are living such stressed lives that they don't really know the difference. So stress is a normal response to everyday things that irritate us, make us uncomfortable, bother us, right? Our nervous system, our autonomic nervous system gets stressed, goes from a relaxed parasympathetic state to a sympathetic dominant, but then it goes back. Anxiety is when something is significant and it builds and our nervous system gets stuck in a dysregulated state, but we're having symptoms, right? So what are anxiety symptoms? And there is a range of anxiety symptoms. And and anxiety now is the number one mental health issue in America across all ages. And the average age of onset of an anxiety disorder is age six, people, age six. Okay. So it is happening and you can see the symptoms a lot earlier than you realize. When I like to talk about all clinical conditions, whether it's anxiety or OCD or depression or my pants, pandas, folks, whatever's going on, symptoms occur along continuum. So on one side, we have our internalizers. On the other side, we have our externalizers. And when we frame mental health symptoms like that, it becomes clearer to see that it is actually hard to distinguish symptoms and there's a lot of crossover. But it doesn't matter what the name of it is. The symptoms are the symptoms and they have to occur at a high rate and they have to interfere with our life to be a clinical issue, right? So we can have periods of anxiety. I Today, I had a girl who lost a loved one. So a lot of my discussion was what you're experiencing is totally normal and you should feel upset and you're going to feel upset and it's going to hit you in weird ways. That is grief and grief can turn into depression or clinical anxiety. But for right now, it's a situational stressor. Of course, it's going to bother them. Terribly sad, but it is something that they can recover from in theory. 
So internalizers are people just like you think of. They keep it in the inside. They have worried thoughts. They might have belly aches and they might have headaches. They might experience different types of body sensation pains. Um, they might be more weepy or tearful. But other side are the externalizers. Those are the people that, you know, get angry or quick to explode and be reactive and emotional. You are well aware that they are irritated. You might not know why, but they are way more emotional and behavioral on the outside. And then they're sort of in between. And then there's the people that do both. So when we think about anxiety, it can really be that range that almost looks like a depressive person who's shut off and withdrawn and sad. We always think of an anxious person. What comes to my mind is somebody sort of pulling back and biting their nails. But it can also be a very angry person, particularly in males. Anxiety can flood the system and put you in flight, fight, or freeze. And, you know, I I had a comment in our Facebook group because I'm watching it and they wanted to know, what do I do when my kid is in fight, flight, or freeze? We're going to talk about that. It's all about calming the brain. So what are OCD symptoms? OCD is one of those conditions that when I say there is a tremendous amount of misinformation about, it is incredible how much misinformation is out there about OCD. There's a lot of kind of things out there in the media like, oh, OCD is a great thing to have. You'll be more organized or clean. Yeah, really? Talk to somebody who really has OCD. It is something that is a hijacker. And what are the symptoms of OCD? So everyone always thinks of OCD as compulsions and, you know, physical compulsions like hand washing and checking and whatnot. And it can be that. But more often, and it always starts with intrusive thoughts. OCD is 100% about every thought, every action, every behavior you have is to prevent the bad thing from happening. What is the bad thing? Well, that's unique to everybody. You can have um, obsessive thinking that is sexual in nature. And please know, this is young children. It can be very dark. It can be harmful. There can be demons involved. This is completely irrational thoughts. Anxiety tends to be way more based in reality. So I'm not going to do well on this test because you have a history of doing poorly on tests. And so anxiety develops. OCD maybe started with that worry about a test, but now you have a whole series of rituals, compulsions, thoughts around what you have to do to avoid having that bad thing from happening. So the anxious person, great example about a test. And I'm using this because a lot of times we don't notice these behaviors with our perfectionist kids. And these kids can be very high achieving. So please know commonality with all mental health conditions is that of every age is that people can be look really good on the outside. You cannot use grades for the benchmark of mental health. And OCD in those early stages, which is why people will say, well, there's sort of a healthy benefit to anxiety or OCD. In the early stages, you can sort of control it. And we're going to talk about how OCD can completely get out of control. You can learn to control it, but it will be in control of you when everybody accommodates it and gives it power. And there's a way to reverse that power. But in the case of a test, an anxious person will have these worries and thoughts around a test, take the test. An OCD person looks different. 
they might have a series of statements they say in their head. They may have a ritual that they perform. Maybe it's counting or checking or something around it, some type of ritual that they do in order to do that task. In their brain, what happens is something called a negative reinforcement cycle. So this is what gives the power to OCD. So when we do what OCD wants it to do, when we give this power to this tyrant, and this is the brain, this is what happens. It's called a negative reinforcement cycle. So the person who takes the test and says, okay, I'm going to um, do a tapping ritual exactly 13 times in order to get an A on this test. So what happens is, is their anxiety spikes, their worry spikes, their uncomfortableness spikes, whatever you want to call it. There's some type of negative thing that they're trying, they're feeling. They do their ritual and it shoots down. And so the ritual provides what we call a negative reinforcement cycle to their belief that if I do this, the bad thing won't happen. And in the brain, it forms a habit. And the more you do it, the more it's going to happen. The problem with when we accommodate OCD, right? So an individual accommodating, and it, you know, this is subconscious behavior. When we start accommodating OCD in this negative reinforcement cycle, it starts to really get spiral and out of control. And that same shooting down, what happens is our baseline moves up. So every time you do the behavior, the higher the baseline, the harder it is to break the cycle. Are you a parent who's tried everything to help your child, but they still struggle with attention, mood, anxiety, or other clinical issues? Well, that's exactly why I'm inviting you to this free workshop titled Rewiring the Brain, What is Neurofeedback? And it's on May 16th. During this webinar, I'll be sharing my knowledge and experience with you, helping you to understand just how neurofeedback can help your child improve their attention, their mood, or whatever else is going on with them. You'll learn about how neurofeedback is a safe and natural way to calm and regulate their brain and how that can really make a difference, not just for your child, but for your family. Don't miss this opportunity to join me for this amazing neurofeedback webinar. You can register at www.drrosanne.com forward slash webinar. And here we're going to explore just how neurofeedback can be a game changer for your child and family. And again, that's www.drrosanne.com forward slash webinar. In the flip side, let's talk about, and, and parents, please know you inadvertently accommodate because OCD is really tricky and secretive. And your kids may do things you're not even aware of. Like uh, a lot of times it's around bedtime rituals and people will say to me, oh, I noticed it around bedtime rituals. So kids will say like, I can't go to sleep unless you um, sit here. I can't, you read me this book three times. You, you start to make sense of it. And yes, kids do these kind of things. The key is, does your child feel, appear highly distressed when you try to break the cycle? That's often one of your big tip-offs that when you look back, you start making sense out of it, okay? So in that case, you are accommodating OCD. Not everybody who has 
a bedtime ritual has OCD, but when it starts to filter into different areas and you're starting to see the level of distress. So I'm trying to break that cycle. They can't be independent. You actually feed it. We call feeding the barking dog. But when you say, hey, no, we're going to, you know, you got to bed last time, last night. How did you do that? And the child's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, okay. Well, you did it last night. How did you do it? Well, I did it last night because I used some lavender oil and I did some breath work. Okay. Sounds like you can do that again. What will happen is the anxiety will spike even further, but then the baseline lowers. Okay. This is how you break in anxiety. You know, how you um, break a a cycle. I'm going to spend a lot more time talking about this in a later talk, but the best treatment for OCD, and this is what we do in our center, and this is what I mission, you know, what we do is calm brain, happy family, is you have to calm the brain and teach new skills. So when you're this activated, you're in fight, flight, or freeze, just like the mom who asked me, I pay attention in the group. What are people asking me? How do I do this? You have to calm down. And really simplistically, and you can go to our website, We use neurofeedback, we use PMF, we use supplements, we use a variety of science-backed tools to calm the nervous system down. And we use ERP, which is exposure and response prevention, which that way to break that cycle, which which we just talked about, the negative reinforcement cycle, ERP teaches you and holy cow, holds the hands of parents during this arduous process because what will happen is you'll get an agitation spike. It's a little scary. Once OCD takes over, you they are completely irrational. And please know there is no difference with OCD, whether it's from pans or pandas, infectious disease, genetics, came out of nowhere, wherever it came from, it doesn't matter. Everyone always thinks, I'm just going to take a pill. I'm just going to do neurofeedback. No, this is a behavioral habituation of the brain. You need therapy. And the gold standard is exposure and response prevention. I know we do groups with people, parent groups all over the world to coach them on how to do it. Parents really are how this gets squashed. And don't let anybody tell you that OCD can't be stopped. That is just good marketing from pharma. And you definitely can squash OCD. It just requires really concrete behavioral programming and planning. And that's what exposure and response does. It teaches you to expose them and use cognitive behavioral strategies that the parents are in control over. It works like it's nobody's business. It's just not easy. But when you're dealing with somebody with OCD, you know what a prisoner it can be. It's a lot better to put the effort around it. So... If you are dealing with a child with OCD, you love somebody who has OCD, they are a treatment failure, don't give up. I can't even tell you how many people come to me and they've seen, I mean, so many providers. And it's because people who are mental health professionals do not understand OCD. Do not treat OCD like anxiety. You will actually reinforce it. So if you're going to a professional that is not using exposure and response prevention, stop. Either call us or go to IOCDF or Anxiety and Depression Association of of America and find somebody. You're probably going to be on a wait list of 10 months. That's just the way it works. But you can also go to www.forward slash Dr. Roseanne forward slash apply and you can apply to work with us. So wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. I know OCD is hard, but 
you can squash OCD and there is a science-based method and it is calming the brain and using exposure and response prevention. So join us in the Facebook group for more of these awesome talks and I will see you on the next series. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at.